My name is Ty Wilson. I've been a musician for the better part of 20 years. Over that time, I have written, covered, and performed in almost every genre, from heavy metal to alt-rock to country music. I've met some amazing people along the way, and today, we're going to talk to one of them. This is Ty Wilson Talks. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Ty Wilson Talks. This is episode 10. Before we get started, I have a couple shows coming up this weekend. Uh, So tonight I will be in Guelph at the Sip Club from 7.30 till 11 p.m. Tomorrow night I will be in Port Hope, Ontario from 7 to 11 at the Thirsty Goose. Uh, Next week I'll let you know about the shows going on at that point on Monday's episode. So uh, we'll jump it right in here today. I have uh, Kelly Marshall on the podcast, um, who is a friend of mine. She's also an indigenous uh, jingle dancer, talented dancer, artist, um, really amazing person. Uh, She's, she shares a lot in this podcast. And uh, I'm very grateful to her for for coming on and and telling her story. And so I'm not going to waste uh any more time here this conversation does get um serious at parts but uh, we do keep it lighthearted um for the most part so um yeah i really hope you enjoy it so without further ado here is kelly marshall okay sorry and they're snorty (laughs) yeah oh so snorty yeah yeah i know my old one lennox like would just he'd sleep like on his back on the couch and just loudest fucking snoring ever but it was adorable it was cute i couldn't stay mad at him no you you can't they're the most offensive dogs when it comes to like bodily functions oh 100 percent yeah they stink they drool they snore it's like basically having like a furry grandfather just like around that's the best way i can describe it constantly just letting out bad bodily functions oh lying down now so i can grow up good stuff good stuff so how was your day how's everything going it was good i ended up taking well we went to marty moves oh yeah i I wanted to go to gertie but i feel like it was too hot for the patio yeah i couldn't do that so my son is at his friend's trailer till tomorrow so it was just my daughter and i nice that's a nice little day date yeah mm-hmm. my son was getting off a bunk bed and mm-hmm. dropped the ipad so he's having oh, a no having a little freak out fix the screen yeah, yeah Karen, just spend 300 dollars to fix the screen or just buy a new one yeah i mean what's the difference at that point right really yeah. but he's not getting it for a while he needs to learn I was like, oh yeah, because the Geek Squad won't. Uh, I was gonna say you have connections, but I guess they won't. They won't replace the screen. Yeah. Oh well. I I just got a brand new air conditioning unit, like one of the I don't know, little like economical units or whatever, because I just had the window AC and it's like too cold in my house now. Like and on these. I'm trying to figure out what the perfect temperature is, but uh, I'm so glad it happened like yesterday or two days ago because uh, of this heat wave. (laughs) I would be 
dying right now. Yeah, not fun. Yeah, it was good. I have two conditioner air conditioners in, in my house. Yeah. And it's barely livable. Listen to me, eh? First world problems, is that what they First say? World problem. That's usually what they say. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I, I, I'm in the same road, so don't worry about uh, it. Air, window units are definitely better for cooling houses, though. Yeah, yeah. And you're in, like, an older, like, wartime house, are you not? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, it was built in, like, 1890 or uh, something. Yeah, so. It is... Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah. yeah I love no central, There's no central air in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> there's none no but i i love my house i'd rather have this house than one of the newer ones that they built in like a few months yeah that's you know, having, you know it you know it's built solid oh absolutely it has a good foundation so when they had that little i don't know it's a hurricane or a tornado in barry yeah my son was like freaking out he's always on the weather he's autistic mm-hmm. so it's like one of his like right special fears is weather I told them that our house is like one of the safer ones in Peterborough. So like, cause all the video you've seen in Barry, they're the new subdivisions and they're just yeah, torn apart, They're just right? getting destroyed. Yeah. That wouldn't happen to our house. We even have storm windows. <laughs> oh, really? No. Do you have a basement there like that you can go down and, you know, like creepy basement. basements? Yeah. Yeah. That's where my craft room is. Oh, nice. So yeah. Tell me about your crafts. How's that going? Um, It's not. It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Too busy for that shit. Yeah. I was going to say pandemic when you weren't, <laughs> when you weren't at, best buy during the daytime i guess you had a lot more time for that but yeah you know what you would think you would think. I earrings i made a purse that's good that's, that's yeah. about it i cleaned and baked and gained 20 pounds i did a couple power workshops mm-hmm. so for those i had to pre-record videos right so i spent a lot of time doing those probably more time than i needed to yeah. The, the way that I broke it down and made the videos I did hear from the people that took my class that it, they understood it and it was a good way to learn. So, Well, that's amazing. So like, how did you get started? Like, like how long have you been dancing for? Like, tell me, give me your story. I'm really interested in this. I'm, I was so stoked when you said you wanted to come on here. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I, I, I want to know. So yeah, give me, give me your side. Cause you've danced, you were just with DJ Shub, right? Um, you do lots of power. You were doing lots of powwows pre COVID and, and now things are coming back. So give me your story. I, I, I want to hear it. Okay. Well, I was dancing when I was young, so I pretty much was dancing as soon as I started walking. Yeah. Um, I had some, this is like a tell all. Yeah, this is going to be yeah. an overshare. It's an overshare. This is completely <laughs> cool. This is what makes things interesting. As long as you're comfortable sharing it, then that's like, that's no, great. I, I, this is what I, I love hearing about people's passions. And that's like really why I, I do this is like not just music, like everything. So I want to hear it. Uh, so when I was young, I was, I had some trauma from an uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sexually abused. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> dancing from the time I was four. So I was two. I was, it happened from between two and five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but when I, when it finally came out and we charged him, I had cousins all over Canada that he lived with as well, that it, so that came out as well. So he was going to court for multiple cases and then he ended up killing himself uh, when he was sentenced. Not that that part's really important, but that is kind of where my love of dance stems from. I know that makes no sense, but I'll explain it. Um, when I'm dancing, I have complete control of my body. Right. I've never been somebody who, when I go to the bar, I don't dance with anybody. Like, you know, 
people grind or I, yeah. I don't want to, no one touches me when I dance. Yeah. I'm not really a duo kind of dancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it's because when I'm dancing, it's, it's how I healed. It's how I communicated. It's how I shared my story. And I did that from the time I was really young. And then um, <clears throat> family functions like weddings or uh, reunions or anything like that, my dad would always dance with me. So I know that probably sounds strange too, but my no, dad no, is probably no. one of my most favorite people in the world and one of the yeah. only men that I truly trust. And he showed me that, you know, men aren't scum. Right. <laughs> and from a young age, and I needed that, right? Yeah, like I needed that at, when I was young, I needed that. And so it's all of my best memories with my dad are us dancing. So that kind of got incorporated to it as well. And then when I was a teenager, I was in pretty much every style of dance, point ballet, ballet, jazz, all of it. I danced competitively for years. I taught Zumba, salsa um, in my early 20s. And then I, I was always interested in learning about power dancing. But when you're not in the, sorry, one second. Yeah, no problem. I didn't grow up in the culture. Um, okay yeah that's what i was kind of yeah wondering. yeah so like my grandfather mm -hmm. he's from hiawatha right but he was self-loathing like he you couldn't talk to him about anything because he would get really angry when i would try because i used right. to get racial comments all the time when i was young um half breed and people always got it wrong that's the thing about being racially ambiguous because i'm light-skinned right. i always got asian i got black I had a guy follow me on Calgary Transit to ask me if I was Spanish. It was real weird. Like I, it, race has always been a thing from the time I can remember. And I know that sounds so silly, but it's always been a thing. Right. However, since getting into the culture and wearing my beaded earrings and it's like people don't even ask me anymore, which is amazing in itself to me because right. it was always an issue. Like it was always the elephant in the room. And I know that's hard to explain, but like I would start a job and one of the first things people would ask me is what my background, background? Yeah. like I, it couldn't escape it. Yeah. I remember I was speaking a friend at once and it was uh, cold out. So I had a coat with like the fur liner mm -hmm. and some girl I didn't know asked me if I was Chinese or if I was an Eskimo. And I was like, you nailed it. I'm a Cheskimo. Like, what do you say oh, to that? Man, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, like yeah. So the nice thing about finding culture and learning is it connects you and it connects you in such a way that it shines through your spirit. People know, like people don't ask me anymore. Right. So, I mean, I wear it, which means a lot to me to have that. Definitely. And, and you wear it very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. It's all right. Speaking of Best Buy, I am just there's a we have a group chat and it's yeah, just it's just constant. Going nuts. i'm on vacation yeah, yeah. i don't want to see it <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i know i know the work chat the work group chat is uh yeah it's ever ever flowing it doesn't stop it never does yeah. so then anyways i met nimki uh do you know nimki islamic i don't know no so i was with him for years mm -hmm. so uh you just it's about meeting the right person right and then opening right. the door so I'm still very close to his mom. Um, he and I are still friends. Um, but he was in a drum group. And then he's a hoop dancer. So 
I would kind of just hang it with him. And I went to a couple of powwows and I was like, yeah, I'm dancing. Yeah. And then I pretty much right away, I took to it really easy, but I think it's because I put literally everything in me into it because I love it so much and I feel it feels so good doing it. Um, but I was really lucky because I happened to just be with somebody who was in the culture and introduced it to me who had, you know, knew a bunch of people and his mom is amazing. Liz is an amazing knowledge keeper. So, yeah. so it was easy to just kind of like throw yourself into that and, and kind of get acquainted with it on, on a, a deeper scale. Yeah. Like I, I spoke to, I met the amazing elders that gave me teachings that I wouldn't have otherwise known. And it's hard for people that don't grow up in the culture because it's not that easy, right? right? It's not that easy to get connected, especially when, you know, you're a second or third residential school survivor. Yeah. It's not easy to get because, you know, our grandparents, our great grandparents were ashamed of it. Yeah. So they didn't want to admit it. So you don't know anything. Like I didn't even learn about residential schools until I was in my thirties, Ty. Wow. My thirties. My grandfather had already passed. That's crazy. the only way that i really learned about them i remember them being like really brief that being touched on like in high school history but because i have a a degree in history i took um a few classes and then it was really laid out before me and it was like oh my god why don't why don't we all know this like why is this not common knowledge because yeah obviously as recent history is it's telling us like it should be something that's brought to light and and really focused on and and rectified because obviously it's very it's been very damaging so absolutely and i use my my platform like i'm a writer as well i'm writing a novel actually it'll be done i've been working on it for the last couple years Mm -hmm. um it's about residential schools yeah actually um so two three years ago i was interviewing survivors and their stories just moved me and i had a hard time not crying constantly like just knowing that evil was out there and it happened yeah so it's uh yeah yeah it's gonna be emotional already but yeah yeah because there's so much right like there's so much we don't know exactly yeah Yeah. and i used to get so frustrated with my grandfather um, just because I wanted to know about it, you right. know, I wanted to know about the culture and he would be so angry and he drank himself to death. Mm-hmm. He was a hard alcoholic to the day he died though. Like he was kind of a surly old bastard, but at the same time, he taught me to ride a four wheeler, Right. you know, he, I have good memories of him too. It's not all bad. <laughs> I used to just get angry because he'd slap the status card down, but he, couldn't tell me about the culture right i was young and naive and had no idea though right i think that's something that a lot of people um sometimes have a hard time understanding is uh that trauma can present itself and lead to a lot of different behaviors and especially in the older generation that trauma a lot of the times came out in substance abuse and um like i know on a different scale like my great grandfather's coming home from war and that stuff and just like that hard ass alcoholic type edge um was a way to cope with what had happened to them and so 
um, it's it's difficult when you're young because you're trying to figure out you know you're trying to connect in some way and you know you wanted to connect to the culture and that stuff and and just would not open up about it right so it's i don't know it's uh yeah that had to be very difficult for you yeah but i mean i've learned since and i understand and that's why i think education is so important and why i use my platform every chance i can right is that i think education is key it's knowledge is power and it helps people be empathetic and understand where indigenous people are coming from and that's part of the problem like there's so many stigmas but stigmas all stand and stereotypes they all come from a sliver of truth right they also somewhere and the problem is is that you know they came out of their institutionalized and they were abused on every every level and they left their families when they were you know five and six so i mean the way their cognitive development panned out like they were broken spiritually so yeah they're gonna drink they're gonna drink to try to numb those feelings and it's the same with any addiction you don't stop until you get to the core problem right like an addiction is an addict is always going to be an addict for the rest of their lives but they're not going to get sober they're not going to quit until they get to the core issue of why they use yeah and they weren't allowed to get to that core issue because it wasn't spoke about right they weren't and a lot of them too it was like some fucked up um what do you call it where it's not coming to me stockholm syndrome yeah yeah they're afraid to go against the church. Like a lot of them don't want to say anything against the church or God. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a, this horrible cough. It's I apologize. Okay, no problem. <laughs> it's because I smoke, Ty. <laughs> I, that's all right. You got to have some vices, right? No, I don't drink. And yeah. I don't do yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's, um, I've just developed this cough. And I think it's because of the heat and I've been dancing so much. Mm-hmm. I've danced more in the last week on my vacation than I have in the last like six months. It's like your body purging all the, uh, yeah. all the crap out. It's like, if we're going to function this way, then you got to get this, uh, <laughs> this build up up here. Oh, I know it's <laughs> terrible. I sound like an old man, but, and I have this big thing coming up in October that I bought patches. I'm going to try and quit. Mm-hmm. Because I, this is one of those opportunities I, I can't screw up. Yeah, thing is not helping. Well, that's exciting. That sounds yeah. awesome. Is it? If I quit smoking, it's exciting. If I don't quit smoking, I'm gonna look like a schmuck. <laughs> is it like a very long dance? Like, is it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't really say anything. Can't really right tell now. me too much. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really say anything. You know, yeah. unless edited it out and don't put this in the podcast whatsoever. <laughs> can i say it and then you just edited it out uh yeah sure or actually just tell me at the end tell me at the end tell me at the end when i when i stop recording okay yeah. <laughs> all right that, that works um i met william prince though yeah that is super awesome yeah i love it i love him yeah i, I think he's amazing i fangirled i didn't yeah. even know about him until i went there and then i met him before he's so he's so lovely <laughs> and his wife his partner yeah Oh, amazing people. Yeah. yeah. Earthly Days is one of my um, 
I, I love that song. It's just such a, know, that whole record was really good. Yeah. Well, it was gold. Like yeah. every song that he played, I downloaded all his music on Apple Music when I got home. Same with White Horse. I'd never heard of them either. I felt so sheltered. Like what kind so of Canadian am I? Terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he was great. Um, when I went up, I, Chief Carr was there. So that was nice. She did an introduction. And then I spoke for, I had 15 minutes and I spoke for like 10 of them. Yeah. Once I get going, you just, I don't stop. And I wasn't trying out. to, like, I know, because they're all drinking their wine and they're for a good time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Google the Indian Act. No, <laughs> you got to use the platform. Like, that's, I don't know, it's about time people fucking hear about this stuff. Like, that's my, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the yeah. best part, Ty, the best part was there was this little girl and she was so excited to see me. Her mom told me that she watches my videos. And they had to run here after she got work, like when she finished work so that she could see my performance. And she was so excited. And she was the cutest little kid. I'm like, oh my God, I have a tiny little fan. fan. When did that happen? But I heard William Prince in the middle of his songs, like in the middle of his set, talk like he quoted me. Amazing. (laughs) He quoted me. He quoted me. He's like, oh my good, my new good friend Kelly, one becomes 20, because I was talking about education. You know, one person becomes 20, 20 becomes 100 real fast. Yeah. And then he was saying that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because I'm a child. I'm a grown child. I was really excited. <laughs> no, that's very exciting. It's, yeah, you're, allowed right? to, you're allowed to be excited about things. It's completely he's okay. He, he listened to what I said, guys. And I'm, like, looking over at this little girl, and she's like, what? I'm like, it's I, good. Trust me. She was more <laughs> of a fan of you than she was of him. So, like, look at that. <laughs> Think about that for a second. We were all fangirling yeah yeah that's pretty no, awesome. he was a really nice guy yeah yeah they had that I really cool at the end because there was so much alcohol around yeah and i didn't want it near my regalia so oh. doing venues like that is really for me like i know some people it doesn't yeah. probably wouldn't they wouldn't think of that or they just smudge it when they get home or they don't put as much like and some people do are probably worse than i am but <laughs> I get nervous when there's substances around my regalia. Right. Now, so is, that, to... is that a, like, sorry, when I think of that, and this sounds probably stupid, is, like, red wine stains, but I think you're talking about staining, like, in a different way. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Well, because everything on regalia is sacred, right? And it's not supposed to, supposed to touch alcohol or okay. drugs. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So that was more what it was, not so much the stain, because I can get any staying out i am a laundry nazi you clean like but yeah yeah yeah, you're clean you're you're cleaning serious it no it's it's bad it's bad it's my friend from toronto that i haven't seen in 10 years came over to visit me and my toilet seat was off the toilet because i was cleaning it and apparently i'm the only person that she knows that removes the toilet seat to clean the toilet (laughs) so yeah there's probably medication for people like me but eh. i think there's worse there's worse things to be you know obsessed with right especially when you have a messy dog yeah it's drooling everywhere takes a sip of water and it's just like in a five foot radius around the bowl i'm struggling yes yeah but yeah so when so you started 
so dancing traditionally so how many years ago was that then since you did so much since you were younger so when you met nine, nimki nine years nine years eight nine years yeah. eight nine years well yeah i i was gonna do jingle or no fancy when i started and then i just kind of gravitated towards jingle and the woman who made my dress was gonna make me fancy ended up making me a jingle dress so i kind of thought that was serendipitous it was supposed to happen right and the jingle dress is the healing dance okay uh, I was going to get you to go over this stuff. Yeah, because I, because I, you know, I'm, I'm very interested, but also I'm sure like anybody listening would be pretty interested if they don't know anything about it. So what, like, are the different kinds of dancers and the kinds of dress and all that kind of stuff? So the jingle dress, it came from Whitefish Bay, Ontario, mm -hmm. and it started around a little girl named Maggie White. Uh, so she was really sick and there's different teachings depending on where you are, what territory you're in. Um, so, but she was very sick and her grandfather, um, so some teachings say that he had the dream before she was born and some say it was after, but my teaching is that after Maggie had gotten sick, her grandfather offered tobacco. So tobacco is one of our four sacred medicines. Right. And the reason why we offer tobacco when we ask or we give, or we get a teaching is because we keep that balance. So he was asking for a vision or help on what to do with his granddaughter so he offered that tobacco it's that give and take to maintain the balance right and he was given the vision of this dress and the dance styles and then when he woke up the women in the community and he they made the dress and he showed them kind of the steps and they made a dress for maggie and so every powwow song when you go to a powwow mm -hmm. so you know when they raise their fans or right. do you know what an honor beat is so no. before so we, there's a pickup. Mm -hmm. So the pickup goes a little faster. And then the honor beat is when it's like really heavy on the drum. Right. Like times. Yep. And then that's the honor beat. So that's when we raise our fans. Um, so it's saying that, so there's four pickups and four honor beats. Mm -hmm. And sorry. It's okay. And um, so it was said that she needed help for the first two. But by the end, she was doing some of the dance styles on her own. So that's the kind of one of the teachings on the jingle dress. So right. it's the healing dance. So they're generally on the front lines of right. doing healing for the community. Okay. Um, so if you go to a powwow and you know anybody who is suffering spiritually, mentally, or physically, you would offer tobacco to the jingle dress dancer, and then she would dance with it and pray. And then we always have a sacred fire at a powwow. Okay. So they would take the tobacco to the sacred fire, put the tobacco in the fire, put some cedar in, to bring those prayers up to the creator. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So there's two styles. Yeah, I can go right in. Yeah. Keep going. There you go. Keep going. <laughs> so there's two styles. There's old style and contemporary. I can do both. I prefer contemporary. So that is regalia with flashier colors okay. and fancier footwork. Um, so the old style is um, like earth tone regalia, not as much applique. Uh, their feet don't leave the ground very much. Like when I'm doing a sidestep, my heels never touch the ground. So it's just literally bouncing, but my heels almost touch, but don't. So that's contemporary. Whereas sidestep old style, it's, they do a lot of scrubbing and it's their feet don't really touch the ground. Or sorry, don't leave the ground. Right. They keep that connection. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so, so your calves must be in very good shape. <laughs> I worked with my friend Jacob. 
Um, he was a hockey player when he was in high school. So he was probably, this is going back a couple of years, um, Jacob Scriver. So he had played hockey at Cavs of Steel. So we had a contest to see who had harder calves. Yeah. I won. Obviously. It's a sidestep. I tell you, the sidestep works. I would be the size of a small village if I didn't dance. <laughs> if you didn't dance. I'm not exaggerating. Do you know what I eat? I don't. I don't. I make jalapeno peppers at 11 o'clock because I'm hungry. I mean, and then I eat yeah. five. I mean, like I've seen on your Instagram and that stuff, like these big meals that you're making. But you're also feeding like uh, what, three kids as well. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah. But I mean, we eat. I eat all the time. Mm. And I eat. Like there's a joke, there's like little post-its at work saying you don't need that cinnamon bun <laughs> because I come to work, like I'll have eaten breakfast and I'll eat a cinnamon bun. I'll have yogurt. I'll have a, like, I, I eat like I'm starving all the time. Like a teenage boy. I don't know. I eat a lot. Well, obviously the dancing, you know, keeps it's everything in, in moderation, right? You dance, you eat, works out. I yeah. just wasn't moving enough myself when I was eating too much. So I had to like rain that back in it's hard and then covid didn't covid did not help no did not help at all so i say i like i did half of covid very unhealthily and i did half of covid very healthily so now i'm on that like tail end <laughs> <laughs> losing 60 pounds and cutting out good, booze though. yeah are yeah. you still sober yeah that's awesome. yeah, I'm gonna do a year that was my and then I may just hit the year mark and go like oh, maybe I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna stay this way I don't know a year and a half keep it yeah, going a year and a half two years yeah. whatever it is I the nice thing was is like I could I was never at a point where it was like every day and I needed it and all that kind of stuff I was just drinking when I was bored or at home alone sometimes and that's when I kind of started getting worried and then when I like because I was a bigger body and how much I was drinking, I could drink a lot. So I was spending so much fucking money on booze. And I just finally got to a point where I was like, I need to stop this. Like, this is too much. I'm just going to keep gaining weight. I'm just going to keep like, and waking up hungover for work and so Yeah. It just wasn't a good, wasn't a good scene. So I went, let's quit that for a bit and get some, get things back in order. Yeah. Thank you. I love the shirt, by the way, to let summon demons. <laughs> yeah, I, I took the kids back to school shopping in Oshawa, and then I bought this for myself. Yeah. Because it was in, I think it was Hot Topic. I seen it. Oh, like, man, I forgot Hot Topic it's, exists. It's a good store. Yeah. You can drop a lot of money in there. You can, especially for people that are, like, in fandoms. I know you love Star Wars, correct? And so, like, you can spend so much money on that like that yeah. yeah i make things though like i'm gonna start making more things like did you see my pictures hold on i'm going on tour all right let's go on tour you see you see my um i think i posted it my house is a mess don't judge me don't judge me your your, your mess and my mess are very different things, my star wars oh let me see if i can can you see it i can't even tell yeah yeah You've seen that probably, eh? Yes, I think I saw a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's a stormtrooper. Uh, did you make that? Yeah. Yeah. That was my parents and I, our family project, when COVID first hit. <clears throat> yeah, it's bad. Because my, 
my dad and brothers own a pawn shop company. So we have like right on the property, my garage, it's actually not really my garage. It's 3M's garage, (laughs) (laughs) but there's everything in there you need. So we made the frames, right? we got the wood and then we actually like measured it all. It was, I don't know, it was fun. It was a family project. And that's awesome. Well, that's, that's good. And, uh, (laughs) So like myself too, you are a D&D fan. So I you was. Said you was? Yeah, you were. I haven't played it in years. I mean, yeah. I told you would, but because when I was 18, so in high school, I didn't drink. Mm-hmm. I didn't do drugs. I read books, essentially. I was kind of a nerd. Um, and I loved comic books. I used to go, there was, they sold comics on Water Street um, mm-hmm. when I was in high school. But you couldn't tell people that in the nineties. No, no, the early oh, is that. it too? Is it too like nerdy? Is that? Oh yeah, no, no, no. You didn't come out with that. No, oh, no, no, okay. no. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I moved to Calgary when I was eighteen. I didn't go to school because I thought, ah, uh, you know, I'm gonna go out and party and. You're too cool for that. Definitely. Yeah, like I'm. Yeah. I'm no, yeah. I spent. I was good in school. Like I was a good student. Yeah. But I would read. I just read books all the time. I remember walking to Peterborough Square actually had a bookstore and I would go there and buy books every weekend. And those were essentially my plans. I mean, I hung out with friends too, but you know, that's what I did. Yeah. So I wanted to live a little when I went to school. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to bars. I'm going to drink, you know? Yeah. Turns out I um, played D&D on Friday night <laughs> with like-minded individuals instead of going to the bar. I mean, I went a couple times, but Oh, it was, it was a thing every I Friday mean, night. That sounds like a wonderful thing to me. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it was just, it was just funny to move to Calgary to find yourself and like, you know, experience yeah. I'm going to go out, I'm going to party, I'm going to meet people. Yeah. No, I'm going to play D&D with a bunch of nerds on Fridays. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Which is still fun. Did you at least like drink while you were playing D&D? Because that can make it interesting too. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> All right, fine. I was trying to make it like a little bit cooler for you, but <laughs> no, that's why I can drink a glass a glass of wine now. Like I can yeah. still, and I'm drunk as shit. Like not drunk as shit, but I'm like giggling and carrying on like a moon. If I did that now, I'm sure I'd probably be the same way. Yeah. Now that's it's kind of weird. It's it's gonna be really interesting if I have a sip again. Like just seeing what my tolerance is at because it was so high before. So like. If I have two beers and I'm buzzing hard, I'm going to be very surprised at this. It's going to be a very new experience for me. Yeah, you'll be, it'll be cheap at least. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to be a cheap date. I'll be, mm-hmm. you know, no, no more uh, having to buy like a two six of alcohol every few days. It'll be like that'll last me a month, man. That's insane. What do you mean a two six? You drink a two six? Like, so I would drink like when I was at the and the thing is like i wasn't hammered i could just drink and i would usually drink between a little or a little under like a half a bottle of whiskey in a sitting like in a night and that was and i wasn't like hammered i could just like okay go to bed and that's when i was like i was going "Mm, i think like your tolerance is super high but this is not good and this is very expensive and you should probably yeah. cut that out yeah Jeez. 
you know, I, I love whiskey. Ryan Ginger is actually my favorite drink. Yeah, I am a whiskey drinker. Whiskey and soda, that's yeah. like, I'm, I'm like an 80-year-old man. Like, I, whiskey and water, whiskey and soda water. And then, like, so now I have my nannies, as they call it, my non-alcoholic beer, which mm. I uh, will drink if I feel like I want, like, the taste of that. So I'll have, you know, one or two, and it's just enough to to curb me but for the most part i just drink like soda water and water and coffee now mm -hmm. i'm yeah. very boring that with my drink great. choices yeah yeah whiskey i only drank that when i went to the bar which is not very often mm -hmm. but i would have two and i always got in fights oh no just kidding no i'm not yeah. kidding i always did no. <laughs> i never started them though just for the record obviously yeah yeah i the only time i ever i know i was never really uh a bar fighter by any means um but uh tequila was the way to get me like in trouble because like, that would yeah. just put i i did not do well with that that wasn't my uh wasn't my go-to wasn't what i needed but everybody oh, yeah. always wants like to order that tequila shot for like a group of people and yeah, it just goes downhill after that yeah tequila is not good it does it's not good same with that jaeger yeah, yeah yeah right jaeger that's what's called yeah although my, i did love liquid cocaine shots which was jaeger and goldschlager oh my god that was yeah. like <laughs> that was clean your insides i remember yeah. before like last january we went out for my sister's birthday and her friend had a bottle of i don't know what it was but it was like 151 proof does that sound like a thing yeah i think it's uh like all cool everclear something like alcohol I don't whatever know. it is it was like high concentration of oh, alcohol. Bacardi 151 maybe that was it yeah it was it was insane and then when she made me do a shot and so you'd heard of COVID but it wasn't really out like you know it yeah. was just really hit <clears throat> so then when I did the shot I was like well if there was any bacteria in me it's gone now it's gone it's yeah it's, I'm cleansed so I kept taking shots and it's like, I've exercised the demon. Because <laughs> like, the shit was so strong, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a happy, when I, I'm happy drunk. Mm -hmm. And the things that come so, out of my mouth. So am I generally. So that's, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Like, because I'm normally shy around people. Like, I'm so shy when I first meet yeah. people. And, but I'm, like, I'm a child. Yeah. And then have some wine or some whiskey or whatever and just chat away yes. so yeah. it's a social lubricant that's that's how i used <laughs> yeah. it too yeah <laughs> start talking with an english accent just because yeah. yeah well i mean that goes, back to, D, goes back to D, &D right just talk with <laughs> yeah. accents yeah there you go yeah what was your like first character you ever played do you remember oh that was 20 years ago it was a mage mage yeah yeah i that would have been like what that would have been three e I don't. How old are you? I'm 31. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. It's, uh, so we we all play 5e now. That's like the that's the <laughs> that's the popular version. <laughs> yeah, I'm 42. Yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. You you don't look 42, so you're you're very uh, you know, dancing has to be doing some good you know, for you. No, why? Because <laughs> and staying away from and staying away from the wine. I stayed away from alcohol, mm -hmm. and I have good genes. Yeah, <laughs> my helps. my mother, I'm when inside to smoke. 
of yeah. dirt. Um, my mother is 68, and she looks 50. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm so. 31, and I look like I'm 50, so. <laughs> no. Like the gray. <laughs> my, my, my gray uh, beard hair is starting to, to get to a point. I'm like, do I need just for men? Like, do I need to... Yeah. What, your three, your three beard hairs? Yeah, they're... It's like just this tiny little little patch here. It drives me nuts. People get gray hair at 18. Yeah, that's fair. That at is least not I know I'm fact. not going bald anytime soon, thankfully. So you're good there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Native people age well, though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, it again. It's it's all. I find how you take care of yourself too. I think that really is with anybody the the biggest thing because. I've run into people that are, you know, 35 that look like they're 55. And I've run into people who are 45 that look like they're 20. And it's like, yeah. Or yeah, it good is, genes. It, like yeah, some people just it. have good genes and, and it works out for them. The old nature versus nurture. Yeah. Combination of the two. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I've gained my entire life too. So I think that helps like keep me in shape. Right. And then I moisturize. So, daily i mean yeah I, I don't really have that's a nice i think guys have it so lucky because i have zero you know body moisturizer cream regiment and uh we always just generally have soft skin so <laughs> really i think so I, I, at least i've always found with myself it's been that way but i don't know about other people i know guys we just don't really do anything to our complexion and and we just kind of go face the world like that, which is kind of lucky on our part. It's very fortuitous. Sons of bitches. I know. Assholes, right? So what is what was your favorite dancing that you did, like, growing up? Because you did you said you did all of it. So, like, was ballet the one that you gravitated to, or was it? loved point ballet. I had yeah. I bought a pair of point shoes five years ago, and my friend Ren Lonechild, who is an amazing artist, painted crows on them. And they were so beautiful. Yeah. And then I lost one. Oh. I think it's in my is hair this somewhere. Still something but you I can would... do? Like, can you still do like the pointing? Like the. I'm... I can still stand on my tippy tippy toes. Do you want to see another trick? Sure. I can't do. I'm not as flexible as I was, obviously. But just to show, uh. like my, I have no bones. Uh, or I have bones. Anyone listening? She's just bent her index finger back to her knuckle, which, <laughs> uh, like. That's about as much as I'm getting on mine. That's nothing. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Are you like double jointed too? Like, can you do the the yeah. arms around your head yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. There was like guy had, in high school used to do that. If I had a street name, it would mm -hmm. be Lazy T. Oh man. Well, I can't really get a, in both shots. Can you kind of see it? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Lazy T. Lazy T. <laughs> like you know, small teeth. I don't know. I get you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just it, it just made sense of well, why 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 that was the way it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think we got a little off off track um, with the dancing because you okay. I'm you told me about jingle, so jingle was healing. Yeah. What uh, and there's fancy. You said fancy. So what's fancy after? Like, fancy is like the one that I do for DJ Shove. So mm -hmm. it has the gel, 
Yeah. Um, so again, there's a few teachings on that one. Um, so that one was, you know, men's fancy feather, men's fancy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they're able to get out there and do all these deadly moves. And um, there was a woman who wanted to do that as well. So that kind of came out as a way for women to be able to do those, you know, those spins and those moves right. as well. Mm -hmm. It's the butterfly dance, which is to mimic a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And I also heard a teaching, which I gravitate to more than anything is that so like pre-colonial um during wars or like um land disputes that tribes would have with each other mm -hmm. um so the women would go to the battlefield and they would have these scarves and they would use them to help those spirits of the fallen soldiers go up to move on so i really like that teaching as i think yeah. of that shell is helping those spirits. I know when my, my dog passed last year, um, we buried him on my uncle's farm where all our horses are. Mm -hmm. So I went back with my shawl and I wanted to help Bailey's spirit because right. I felt like she was still there mm -hmm. all the time because she was... Yeah, she was... She, you guys were very close. Oh, we were so close. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. And I do believe that, that... I do gravitate to that teaching and I feel that that's true. Right. And yeah. Um, so that one also has an old style and a contemporary. Same thing, contemporary has the flashier regalias and they have um, like the bigger shawl with the longer fringe. Right. Old style, they don't even always have a, a shawl. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They still do a lot of fancy footwork, but right. they don't have the, the big elaborate shawls. And then women's traditional, so that's like grandmothers. Um, I should be doing that because it means knees, but <laughs> so there's quite a few styles of women's traditional. There's Northern and Southern buckskin and Northern and Southern cloth. And so when you see the fringe, mm -hmm. the way that they go, it kind of supposed to imitate, look like water flowing. Right. Um, very, very graceful, very proud. Um, they have the breastplate. Uh, there's like three different styles of dance. There's a double beat, uh, stationary, and their straight song. Um, so those are the three main women's styles in this area. Oh, Traditional awesome. jingle and fancy shawl. I teach all three. Mm -hmm. so if anybody wants to learn. Yeah, show your stuff there. Where, where, yeah. there, where could, is your stuff? Uh, like, is, Are the videos you did during the pandemic, are they available or what? Um, so those ones aren't available unless you took the class. So I did it through um, Sexual Assault Center. Of course, the Sexual Assault Center did one. And then the Chippewas of, like, in Michigan, mm -hmm. there was a band there, the Grand Traverse Band. Um, so they had me do it for another session. So they paid me. So therefore, I kind of considered those videos theirs. Right. But I might do a series because a lot of people have been asking me. And I think it's really important to teach people because a lot of people don't have access to learning yeah. the dances. Um, like if you go to a pal around here, there are a lot of dancers and I would love to work with them and, you know, and just have them going out there being deadly. What would be the best way um, to start bringing, I feel like there's a hunger for knowledge um, that's surfacing a lot more now. Um, 
like what how could we teach people about um you know the traditional dance and like traditional indigenous you know teachings and stuff like that like what's going to be a good route to go um start bringing this to life you know for for the first nations uh reach out to community um that's a big one so i mean it's hard right like you can go on youtube and you can watch Mm-hmm. all kinds of videos are you going to learn probably not going to learn the same way right. uh, <clears throat> i think you need to find somebody who knows the teachings that's a big one yeah had people ask me like say they want to regalia and they want to dance first step is a knowledge keeper mm-hmm. find like reach out to the community that's closest to you or the community that you're from get a knowledge keeper learn the teachings on the styles of dance and then you'll kind of gravitate to one in particular, you know, one that kind of speaks to your spirit, get the regalia. But I think that the teachings are key. Getting the teachings from a knowledge keeper is step one. Yeah. You know, to succeed and to lead with your heart. And I think you definitely need the the proper teachings from a knowledge keeper or an elder. Right. And then I think go from there. Um, You can look on YouTube. They do have like uh, powwow sweat or powwow boot camps on YouTube. Um, I might do some videos and put them on YouTube. I just haven't had a chance. Like yeah. I'm on holidays and I haven't had you're a busy. day. To rest. Uh, Literally, you're, you're doing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I did the folk festival and then I drove to Niagara, Niagara region mm-hmm. on Saturday, and I did all of that in like 14 hours. It was nuts. It's yeah. crazy. Crazy, but. I mean, you love doing it, so it's... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I would do it any... Every time. Every right. time. And I love dancing for DJ Shub. Like, I love him. I love his family. Mm-hmm. I'm close with his wife and, like, his daughter. And, like, it, it is like family. It's yeah. community, right? So it's... It is. And, it's, and I feel like you've gained a lot of, of a belonging because of that, too. Oh, right? absolutely. Like yeah. yeah, I'm a much better person now than I was 10 years ago, yeah. by far. I was miserable and judgy, and I hadn't dealt with my own trauma and my own issues. My own, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm in a place where I'm, I don't judge anybody. I try to do right by everybody and help when I can, and teaching my children to do the same. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm very boring. But I wouldn't I say boring. <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't say boring, and you're obviously inspiring um, a lot of people in this area and the ones that know you. Um, I I would say you're probably the most prominent traditional dancer that I've I see kind of like about on social media and stuff like that. Obviously, you just had a little girl come up and fangirl over you. Like you're obviously reaching people, and so I think you need to also accept that and be. You know, kind of. I have a, I have a hard time with compliments. I yeah. really do. I'm not. I'm not good with them. Mm-hmm. I always get all weird. But thank you. But <laughs> I don't think I'm like prominent. I think I just. I'm good at speaking. I'm good at public. I mean, it may not seem like that right now, but I'm good at public speaking about things that I'm passionate about and culture and residential schools and anything related to who I am that way I will talk about it until you stop me 
because it's done nothing but improve my life and heal me in ways that are completely like I can't even explain and I think culture is so so important we were invited oh you can hear the cicadas yeah are they loud are they too loud it's all right it's all right no <laughs> that one's super loud though that... <laughs> i'm really distracted by the cicadas i'm sorry um that's how hot it is yeah um, a couple years ago we went to we were invited to a um, community in quebec and they go their kids go back to school um like before ours do here and they didn't have power there for a really long time and their suicide rates went up so they started having a powwow like second week in August mm -hmm. to get the kids uh, spirits up before they go back to school. Right. And when they started doing that, the suicide rates went down. So there is a big correlation between culture and mental health um, for indigenous people, for sure. And I can contest to that because mm -hmm. I'm a much better and happier person now, yeah. right? Because culture connects you to Mother Earth, it connects you to community, it connects you to yourself. Like I said before, like I used to get people asking me what my nationality was or my background was almost daily. And then as soon as I was introduced to culture and started going to ceremony and learning, it was like people never asked me anymore. It's because just kind of became a part of me so they didn't have to ask because everything about me is exuded that you know what i right. mean like i wore right. that and i think that that helps people that may otherwise be lost hold that space and have that connection and it's it's so important so i'll talk about that yeah. every chance i get <laughs> well, that's amazing well, I yeah think that's an awesome place to end off but uh thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me and being open and and being willing to to share um you know your story that's obviously we went a lot of different places but i think that was a really great conversation and uh, and yeah thank you thank you for, for no doing problem. that all right so tell, tell everybody sorry where where they can find your social media and that stuff before we we head off and that oh. way you can spread your message a little bit more oh okay so it's just kelly marshall on facebook mm -hmm. and pro child on instagram Though I am having an event on September 12th, mm -hmm. we're going to start at City Hall at one o'clock. Uh, it's to honor residential school survivors and the children who didn't make it home. I'm going to have Smoke Trail. Um, they are an amazing drum. Um, so they're going to be there and sing honor songs. We're going to have speakers, so survivors sharing their stories and some Indigenous performers and some dancing. So that is September 12th, starting one o'clock at City Hall and walking to Del Curry Park. Amazing. Awesome. So. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. I appreciate it. And no we'll problem. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, Ty. You too. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. I appreciate you listening today. If you could please do me one more favor, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and write me a review or subscribe to the podcast there. It is so much appreciated and it helps me out tremendously. You can also check out all of my socials at Ty Wilson music. That's Insta, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you'd like. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Ty Wilson talks.